I want a nice clean one. Now you can't do it. Now I can't do it because all the pressure's on. I lost it. It's gone forever. How many? Uh, how many other animal noises do you know? And I don't mean like you can sort of do a cow. I mean like how many full-on animal impersonations can you do where someone wouldn't be able to tell? Well, only this one that sounds like a baby chick. Uh, I don't really have too many others. I don't really... I can't do any other animal sounds as far as I know. What, what animal sound would you most want to do? Like what would be... I guess take that however you want it. So either most useful... Most pragmatic animal sound to have, or just impress your friends. Is is this the kind of thing where the animals would be able to tell the difference, or no? I guess not. Whales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some 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 whales look real sad, and I just want to say something like "Hey," and then that's it. Do you think you'd be able to? actually communicate with the whales or because i'm i was thinking you just make the sound yeah no i i didn't think i'd understand them back it'd be sad it'd still be sad for them but I, you know i do my bit whales are kind of always sad but they've got good reason to be what's their reason we're here we're fucking everything up for them <laughs> yeah with all the plastic straws all the plastic straws the oceans are warming we're killing off their food sources today i saw a sign uh we were at a coffee shop earlier and the sign said, by the year 2050, there will be more straws than fish in the ocean. I'm like, well, yeah, but plastic bags, right? <laughs> Did they then give you one of those uh, straws that's just a piece of hay? Uh, they, they sold them or whatever it was. I'm not sure what it was made of because mm. it's like inside of a small burlap sack. It's like designer because they only had five. <laughs> period. Really? Yeah, and they all are hung up and they're all individually wrapped in these like cloth things and like... There's a huge mission statement, and it's like, you know, we're out to reduce straws, da-da-da-da. And I'm like, this is all, like, fantastic, but, like, who, man? Like, no one thinks about straws. What if we just don't use plastic, but the same, you know, customer not having to think about it is implemented? You know, like, how paper straws are being used? Like, I don't think about it. They're there. I use it, and I go, yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's weird that they made a big deal out of it because every time I've ever gotten a non-plastic straw, it's just been the only option. And I went, okay, yeah, because I, I I'm not gonna not use a straw. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. <laughs> I mean, I, I I appreciate that we all care about the earth. I just feel like they're like fossil fuel companies, you know? Yeah, man, fossil fuel companies, you know? Yeah, straws. Yeah, you We're know what I can't fucking. Straws. You know what I can't fucking abide is those cardboard straws. Yeah. Yeah, because they make your they actually make your drink taste like ass. <laughs> they do. They affect the taste of it. Would you Would you use a metal straw that you could reuse? Hundred percent. Yeah. If I had a place to put it, because my big thing about carrying shit is like I don't usually have a place to put anything. And the only people I know who have a place for it are people who own their own chopsticks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe if you get into that, you'll have like a little case, and that case could. It's like a glasses case. Yeah, like a glasses case, but for chopsticks and a metal straw. And eventually you'll have your own napkin that you take with you. That's another thing. Or why don't restaurants have reusable straws that just go into the dishwasher the same way they have reusable napkins? I don't ever use a straw at a restaurant. Is that weird? I drink straight out the glass. No, it's not weird. I don't I, I used to do that too. And only since I grew up the beard did I stop because then it got Yeah, then it becomes a necessity to Yeah, it's just like, oh, I don't want shit. Yeah. Man, when I had a beard and I was eating a lot of bagels. <laughs> <sighs> damn, dude. Yeah. That's that's real life. And then you smell it all day. 
And it, I, it gets like it's curdling. It would never get high enough where I could smell it. Okay. But it would. I could definitely taste it. <laughs> like I would just. You get a little. You get a little essence of cream cheese. Uh, <laughs> what time is it? Uh, it's summer. I got my hat on backwards, and I'm your once and future host, Chris Walker. And I'm Santino. I had to order a new wallet last night, Tartaglia. Welcome to Room Temperature Suite. We got a laid-back, floating-down-the-lazy-river edition of the show this month, and we're going to talk about some minus-the-bear memories, a surprise this-town-needs-guns release, and share a nice letter from one of our listeners. And I need to apologize that we're running a little bit late. It's my fault, because my work schedule had me leave this state for about three and a half weeks, so we're actually recording this in the same month that we're releasing it, which is very unusual for we'll, us. We'll be fine. No one cares. Well, it's all good. They get it when they get it. You know what? They should be they should be happy that they're getting it at all. Okay. Okay? All right, well. These damn entitled kids. <laughs> but before we get to all that stuff, what did you like in July, my dude? So... This month, did you happen to listen to Heck by Dumbwaiter? I listened to all of it. Did you really? Yeah, I listen, okay. to, I listen to all this shit. They're a jazz rock band out of Richmond, Virginia, USA, and boy, howdy, what a treat. So I'd never heard of them until someone in one of our threads, they like included it, and they were like, we should get more saxophone music. And holy shit, do not keep this band a secret. I can't believe that you've been listening to this band, and you never told me about it. Because you tell everyone about this band. So the centerpiece inclusion is a saxophone, which I kind of alluded to. Uh, it's kind of what sets this band apart sonically, but the music speaks for itself. And I may be preaching to an existing audience, because apparently you guys have all known about them, and they've been around for years. But for me, this was a new thing. So hearing it, with all the affected like saxophone leads and the spacey pan guitars occasionally stabbing, and that genuine spine of a bass player, as in they're using the spine of a bass player, and the drummer, who actually, like I actually had to listen to it a second time, just to listen to only drums. It was awesome. Do you mean to say that they actually have the human spine that they're using as a bass player? Yeah. Is it an animated spine? Like it's a, sort of brought back by necromancy? Uh, you know, I, I was asked not to tell about their secrets, but I was told to tell about their truths, which... Yeah, so, go yeah. ahead. Yep. And one of them, and it's an easy one to talk about, is that this release is is a short one. Uh, three short tracks, but they're all densely written and packed with punch. Chia. Chia. Yeah. Uh, so, heck, by Dumbwaiter, fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Um, I, I picked a short and sweet one this month as well. And it's called Take Care by Killed Myself, which, despite the pessimistic, uh, the pessimistic band name. <laughs> That's pretty sad, yeah. Yeah, it's a super chill kind of a blend of upbeat and melancholy. Like you'd never, it's one of those cases where the band name does not fit the music. It's a complete case where they're they're totally separated. Yeah. Um, but basically, I thought everyone could use just a nice relaxing record to put on while you're out grilling, having some bevs by the pool, or whatever you do with your summertime. Because it's a nice little blend of some twinkly guitar, some electronic sort of hip hop beats. And it works a lot better than it sounds like it would on paper. So uh, they also do that sprinkler thing uh, with the hi-hat sound that they do in trap music. So quick question or comment, whatever. Nick Hunter lives in Australia. They're in our winter. Yeah, Yeah, that's super weird to me. Yeah, I can so, never wrap my head around that. So brr, it's the the summer. So cold. Got to bundle up. I think based on the stats that I've seen from people who listen, most people... (laughs) 
who listen yep. to this are in the northern hemisphere. So we're all okay. We're all good. So all you southern hemispherists. Yeah. Get at how it. many? How many countries are actually in the southern hemisphere? Probably like maybe four. It's a minority of countries, right? Most of them are in the <laughs> northern hemisphere. I think. Uh, I, I actually I don't know and, and at least, I, I don't know how much of Africa is in the southern hemisphere so and at I, least I at least know. like far enough away from the equator where they actually have seasons right you know yeah I don't know that's good valuable question we need to get a geologist on the show to talk to all of these things again about kind of like last time it's true and there, you know and there's no way for us to know unless that happens yeah we so have no tools with which nothing. to explain this. Um, I haven't. I'm still bitter about the amount of people who told us, "Oh, we were talking about the Bahamas with that one comment." <laughs> we had a long discussion about that. Even about off what, the air. But what qualifies as the Gulf of Mexico? Yeah, like two times, and I don't want to get back into it. But fuck y'all. Uh, but this was a tough month to pick favorites, so there was a lot of good stuff. So go check out our monthly roundup over on the site. A lot of good bands in there. We've collected it all in a nice, easy to read, easy to listen to space. But. These kind of generous folks are feeling nostalgic for their youth. Days spent waiting for the next short burst of excitement. If they pine for the childlike anticipation of Christmases and birthdays yet to come, new releases on the horizon, perhaps. Santino, where can they turn? So, I I do have a, an album, but let me tell you, whenever you say where can they turn, I always want to say the website. It, it always sounds to me like I'm trying to direct them to a location. Yeah. But I will direct them to You can to direct them anywhere a, you want to. I will direct them to a time. Time August 25th, Tide slash Edit put out an album called All of My Friends. Oh, or they you, can't, will be. you can't do this. What do you mean? I did this one. Wait, did you really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Oh, no. No. I didn't read it. Fuck. Fuck. No. Well. It's good, though. That single's good. All right. Yeah, all right. Let's do this. Let's okay. do this. Okay. Let's just both rap about that single. At the same time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Three, two, two one. one. All right, so it's on August 25th, uh, Tide Edit put out all my friends. Song. And if the first and single, 12, you know, is an Chris indication, uh, an album, it's going to be a banger. So for real, though, the album. Uh, with uh, the intro, uh, they had a previous I did this thing album where you rewind one Lick, section of a song a whole bunch of times. It's clear to me that I liked it because the production wasn't the It's super simple, but it's sounding, but it's very good. And it still sounds like a down-to-earth production. so much character to the passage. Okay, you go. <laughs> no, we got it. If they can't separate that, they don't deserve it. <laughs> okay. Uh, one thing, I, well, okay, I didn't look at your show notes, so I had no idea that we picked the same fucking album. That's kind of awful. But uh, one one fun anecdote that I will say, when I first went into their old album, because I only heard the pre-release track, yeah. uh, I just I just really quickly, my eye, out of the corner of my eye, I saw some parentheses with Mario in it. So you know what exactly my first thought was? Oh, Camarena News. Yes, that's what I thought. But it wasn't. In fact, it was kind of the exact opposite because the parenthetical statement was just, sorry, Mario. <laughs> I think actually referring to uh, The Plumber. Yes, it is. Uh, the, the song was Your Princess in Another Castle, parentheses, sorry, Mario. But I only saw Mario, so I was like, oh, here we go. It's going to be another one of those <laughs> for our episode. <laughs> Camarena uh, news. I don't have any Camarena news for this time. I don't have any Kinsella news. I don't have any Camarena news. I got nothing. I got to come up with a new segment yeah. to fill this void. Um, but since we both listened to the same single, yeah. which is called 12, um, I really, really liked it. I thought it was good. I don't have any of the, the other tracks, so we're, we're going to this one blind. Yeah. Um, but 
I will say, I did this thing with the intro where you rewind it a bunch of times. I just kept rewinding it to that part where the bass comes in. Yep. Because it's like, it's super simple, but it just like, bah, so good. It just adds this like, mm. So I listened to the single about three times, and then I went in and listened to their, you would have heard this. You, you already heard me say this, but I went back and listened to their older You're not going to leave that horrible, like, audio garbage in there. That was cancer in audio form. Was it, though? Yeah, we'll see what happens. And, <laughs> yeah, so I, I went back and listened to their older album just because I, I wanted to hear more. And uh, pretty much that whole album was really good. But uh, one song called Aimless really stuck out to me. Um, it had this, like, kind of hard pen guitar doing these, like, little triplets on the side kind of thing. Kind of remind me of, like, an anime, like, upbeat, um, like, intro to, a, to an anime or something. And I loved it. So then when I came back and listened to the, the single a third time, I'm like, this is a really good direction. And if this mm. is where if this album is going to be like their old album but better, it's going to be fucking awesome. For sure. I, I actually want to um, normalize that as sort of a music tag, uh, imaginary anime intros. Because <laughs> I always hear that there's something, like some quality that just makes it perfect for yeah. an intro or an outro to an anime. And I don't know what that quality is. But I think that'll be that'll be the perfect. But you know it when you hear it, though. That's the thing. You totally know it when you hear it. You yeah. always know it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that band Tricot, like yeah, their yeah. whole their whole deal Absolutely, is making yeah. that. Um, and I did double check. There are no songs on this new album that feature Mario Camarena. <laughs> okay. So we are we're in the clear at uh, well, least for so, now. So that's some news. He wasn't featured on that's, an album. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's our, our edition of uh, Camarena news this month. Uh, he was not featured on the new Tide Edit album that you can find on August 25th. Uh, there that are, shit on Bandcamp or yeah, whatever. They are out of the Philippines. Did we mention that? Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, all, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um, I guess just like a... Since, since, that's, since we both picked the same album, uh, just on, honorable mention that one of us should have probably taken was the L1011 album coming out, Banker's Hill. Oh, yeah. We got the new L1011 album. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing. It's very good. Yeah. I like it a lot. Well, it's too bad you didn't pick that one to read about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. See, I, I'm actually a really big L1011 fan. That would have least... been perfect for you. Yeah, that would have been great. But I, I picked this one. I don't know why I did. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, so I got some, uh, just some cool news recently. I saw Giraffes Giraffes, uh, at the Middle East Upstairs in Boston. Hey. It was pretty cool. Met him afterwards, and, uh, it was really nice that they remembered who I was, so that was cool. Oh, did you talk to them about yeah, your story? Yeah, yeah, you may remember them from this podcast. Hey. But yeah, they, they totally, they remembered me, and it was good, and we had a good time chatting. Um, I did forget to bring, I don't want to say I forgot to bring, I really tried to bring my earplugs. But um, friend of the show, Crispy James's parents' house where they were was locked and nobody was home. They were all on the boat. Oh. And we even tried, like, calling. He tried, like, breaking in. It didn't work. We're just like, eh, it won't be that bad. I, <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> dude, I, dude I, uh, I haven't had that level of, like, scary hearing loss for a while. Uh. It was straight up two days. I, it sounded like everything was underwater. And I'm pr- pretty sure my tinnitus is worse now. So... Uh, we have a group chat that we do with a couple of our friends, and it recently came up. There's like kind of a famous tweet where some guy got called a pussy oh, for putting shit. on sunscreen. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, I love this. Yeah, and I, I, I hope that our listeners, so listeners, hey guys, I don't know how much you guys are into having ears. I don't know if that matters to you. I hope it's something that you give a shit about. Earplugs are a huge fucking deal. I don't have a plug for a specific company or anything, but guys. 
just go get earplugs if you're going to live shows. It's dangerous. It's not worth your ears. Yeah. We used to do that when we were younger, and it's so not worth it. Yeah, I did it for a long time, and like the the ringing would not be so bad. Like it would be bad for a while, but usually by the next day I was fine. And then started getting interested in protecting my hearing and wearing earplugs all the time, yep, like yep, no matter what. Yep. And now this most recent time, like I was legit terrified the whole next day. And I'm like, what if my hearing never comes back? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I lost a few we like in uh, our, octaves in there somewhere. I, there's definitely sounds that I will never be able to hear again. <laughs> yes, that is definitely true. According to the movie Children of Men, every time you hear one of those ringing, that's the last time you'll ever hear I that. I think note. of that every single time. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I think that's just like some anecdotal, it sounds nice and poetic, but yeah. I think of it every single time I hear... I hear that tinnitus sound. I'm like, yeah. oh, there it goes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> that, that tone you, is gone. Forever. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, that's a really good movie. I haven't watched it in a while, but fucking fantastic. Shit, that's movie. like one of my favorite movies. Check out that movie, guys. Yeah, yeah, very um, good. So you have something about Clever Girl? Uh, yeah. So we found out the Clever Girl thing was a repress on vinyl. So that was cool. I tried to get one, and it sold out really, really fast. I think they did two presses, and they both were like immediately sold out. Did you get one? No, I never got one. It fucking sucked. <laughs> Um, sorry, but man. I think that was one of our predictions. Guess that so makes you a not so clever boy. I was not. It's very true. Uh, but no, so I think that was one of our predictions. Was going to be a repress. So uh, nailed yeah. it. Knocked it out of the park. Hell yeah! At least once. I think we. I think we threw a bunch of suggestions at the wall. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you're right. I remember. I had. I shot called something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, those shots yep, were. Yep. Yeah. Way. So, something about cars, maybe? Yeah. I'm sure it was. I don't, I don't remember most of the bullshit we sling on this show. I'm pretty sure that I, I that Nothing. my thing was that they are going to open up a muscle car shop, and every single one of their songs get spray-painted on the side of a car. Yeah. Like music notes. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. But they only work on really obscure models from, like, 1984 to, like, 87. Just like, oh, yeah. Just, like, those short-run production models that where everything looked like it was from Knight Rider. Yep. Hell yeah, that's all they do. And they spray paint all the names of the songs <laughs> along the side. Uh, yeah. In other news, uh, you might see This Town Needs Guns, or as they like to be called now, TTNG, uh, announced that their album Animals is going to be coming out in acoustic version. Whoop, whoop. Which sounds really good. I listened to, I think it was either Baboon or Chinchilla, and the rendition was really cool. It's not just like a standard, we just did the same song, but... Yeah, you know, with uh, with some some uh, less electricity, um, they got some features. So the Kraken Quartet is doing a feature on there. Oh shit, which is really cool because those guys are great. That is really cool. That's also the only album of theirs that I was able to get into. Oh hey, everyone on the podcast, I'm the only person I know that doesn't like TTNG. Oh shit, yeah, I I only like that one song. Zebra is the last song on Animals, right? Sure. The one yeah. with, it has like the little xylophone at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that that song I, I can I really like that one. I I didn't like the rest of the albums. I'm sorry, guys. A lot of heat coming your way. Yeah, I know. Yep, yep. I can see the tweets now. <laughs> There's no tweets. <laughs> There's no tweets. Uh, but in support of that, they're going on tour. They're doing a 10 year anniversary tour for Animals. Not acoustic, I'm pretty sure. But craziest thing is they got their original singer to come back and sing all those songs. What a weird thing! Yeah, I, you never see that happen. I just I thought that was noteworthy because hey, we got the original lineup. Here's the guy. Here he is. Um, but in more tour news, minus the Bears going on tour Ooh. for the last time. So you were a minus the Bear fan for yeah. a while. From yeah, what I remember. I would still say that I am. Yeah? I still I still like them. I just you know their newest stuff. I think like a lot of people who got into them a while ago, they're just not into it. Okay. Um. 
but I was thinking about this, and I, th- I think actually Minus the Bear was probably the first math band that I listened to. Um, and it was, oddly enough, you'll recognize this name. This is going to be total inside. No one, This is going to be for nobody else but you. Okay. Yep. Mike Murphy introduced me to these guys. <laughs> yeah, okay, yep. Uh, we were in some kind of art class in high school, and uh, they let you kind of put on your own music, and he puts this on, and he used to always, he always, like, really liked being the guy that would just listen to a band that you've never heard of. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, have you ever heard of XYZ? He'd be like, of course I haven't. I think all of, of the listeners on this show. Yeah, we're now those people. I know. Um, but he was, like, the first one to do it when we were, like, fi- 15 years old. Um, and so we're all just like, oh. chasing that. We're all chasing that dream now. Sorry, he's like, <laughs> continue on. He's like, have you ever heard of Minus the Bear? I'm like, that's not real. That's not a real band. And he put them on. And I was like, oh yeah, well this is this is really good. And I was like, just getting into like the Fall of Troy at that time, and I think I was listening to like Between the Buried and Me and stuff, like getting into more technical music, and it just kind of scratched that that itch. Um, so I think if it were if it weren't for Minus the Bear, if it weren't for Mike Murphy, shout out in uh, art class. In the year two thousand eight or something, then I might I might not be doing this show right now. Well, I'm glad you are doing it because it allows me to bring new segments and ideas to the table. Hey everyone, new segment idea. Once an episode, I'm gonna pitch a band name and you can name your band it. And this one is going to be Porch Swing Reptile. Name your band Porch Swing Reptile and send us in your first EP. I love this. Yeah. I didn't look at <laughs> I didn't look ahead. I didn't know this was gonna happen. I wrote I <laughs> wrote it while you were talking because I it hit me. This is my new favorite segment. <laughs> yeah. I love this. So what was it? Porch swing reptile? Porch swing reptile. Nice. Yeah. I, I think also we should never, whenever you give a suggestion, we should never delve into it. We should nope. never figure out what's behind it. It's nope. just, there it is. Yep. No context. That's a free open Boom. band name. It's it's good. It's you, you don't have to give us any credit or even mention it. Just let us know when you come out with your cool um, basement demo. Yeah. Hey, Chris here. I just wanted to thank you guys for getting out there and giving us some more ratings on iTunes and spreading the word about the podcast. But sad, sad truth is we're still not bigger than Car Talk. And if we're ever going to get there, you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to make billboards with the name of our show on it. Again, don't tell Don Caballero that we stole their name. And just get people to listen to our show and rate it and share it. Do all that crap that you have to do for everybody that everybody's always asking you to do because we did you a service by helping you name your cool band which is porch Port swing, swing reptile. lizard reptile, reptile. <laughs> porch porch swing cold-blooded sunbathing scaly small four-legged friend but remember that you can also engage with us on the fecking bahamas facebook page you can send your questions or ideas for stuff to talk about to our email address, roomtemppodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm Gary Oakstad. Find me on there. Put some spaces or put some underscores in there. I don't care. Um, we read everything you send us, which you'll find out later in the show. Ew. Because we are vain and we seek your validation because our parents don't love us. So tell your friends about the podcast and let's get back to the show. My parents. back 
for the listener question. Uh, I did get one listener question, but it was so specific and uh, pointed at us, but about the way that we formatted the show that I felt like we should address it during the show. Uh, the lead singer of Sketch Show. Her name was Satin or Satin? Satan. Yep. Uh, she wrote in to the Facebook, and Tiago did not know where to steer her for the answer to the question. And her question was, hey, where was our music featured? Uh, so, hey, to answer your question, we used it as like a little sting between segments. It's always the same story. I'm not sure who sent it into us, but someone from your band responded to a post that Chris had made hmm. uh, asking if we can use music for little stings. Um just so you know our intent, I'm sure Chris had said this at the time, but maybe maybe you weren't aware personally. Uh, we're going to keep digging into that same barrel. So like we have an album of yours and we're going to keep using little four second snippets of just little pieces um, just to like kind of break up the show. So, you know, when one segment begins and one ends. If you've listened this far into the show, you've heard several at this point, so you probably know what I'm talking about. You might have heard another one of your songs already. Yeah. Hell, fuck. This whole album. Well. Sorry, I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying. I know it's hot in here. It's it is, and we had to turn off the fan. Had to turn off the fan to do this. Yeah, it's, it's really. And there's no oxygen. Nope. We're in a basement. Well, anyway, yeah. I just want you to know. So I actually remember using your song because we were talking about whether or not to use the vocal part because yeah. uh, we couldn't. We didn't find in that song. We didn't find a good small enough segment. So we did use a little guitar piece. Um, I'm sorry that there wasn't more to use. I'm so sorry. So the fun part is now. Listen to the show, and you can make it a cool game where you try and find your music <laughs> in our podcast. For sure. Yeah, so I did listener questions a little bit different this time around. I didn't ask for any questions, and the ones we had were like so old, you people probably aren't even listening anymore. Um, so I figured I would go through the Mathrox subreddit, uh, which is mostly just people either dropping a link to their own band and getting four up votes yeah. or dropping a link to a song that everybody already knows and getting uh, like a hundred up votes. Okay. Um, but occasionally you'll get somebody that'll ask a really poignant question. Okay. So I figured I'd sort of go through here. I'd find some and we can address those questions. And I'm going to call this unsolicited advice because nobody <laughs> asked us to do this. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. I would say, and we don't have to, we don't have to really get in depth with these. Um, but I would say I'm going to do a couple of these. Okay. All right. So I found two. Um, one, most important math rock bands right now? I right, don't know. Right now. Right now. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I think right now is Chan, but I want to know your opinion. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. So I'll take this in the, uh, it depends on how you look at it. Right? right. So I always think of math rock as a genre for musicians primarily, because that's usually who I meet that's listening to it. And Chan, to me, is not the most interesting or not the most inspirational in Mm. regards to that. Um, That said, whenever I meet people who don't primarily listen to math rock, Chan seems to be like the gateway into it. So I I actually think that he's on to something. Yeah, I actually think that there there is something to be said about them being important, whether or not they're your cup of tea. I know they're not yours and my cup of tea, Mm. but they're still doing work that is really important. I think so. I, I mean, if they're getting people into it and those people are, are branching out and finding new stuff, yeah, totally. 100%. Um, but other than that, I'd say Terra Mellos probably is the most important right now. And the reason I say that is if you're in a very specific subgenre like this, you 
you have to, if you're a very good band, you have to completely reject that label. Oh, my God. So That's the reason, huh? That's, that's it. That's how you know they're important, because they make fun of the label itself, even though that's how everyone classifies them. So I think that's very important. Just like the same way... Brian Cook did. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> if I'm going to hear the fucking, someone call me post-rock again. I'm going to get gonna... a tattoo to my forehead. <laughs> yeah. I, think, yeah, I think it's very important if you're in a genre, um, you have to reject the, uh, the very notion of that genre. So I say... So you think that's Terramillus. so you think that's evidence? That's evidence of your sheer importance. Yeah. Okay. It's you have to have a certain gravity. Ugh, about I hate you. when people call us a podcast. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. We're Ugh. Uh, we're oh, recorded internet production. Yeah. Come on. Audio guys. an audio only internet show event. Sh- uh, help me out here. It's not. We're, we're a news organization. Yeah. Yeah, we're a news organization because that fucking label doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, next question: How do you explain math rock? Your dad's my dad compares it to yes. I've actually heard that before. So how would you explain math rock to your? I want to hear you explain math rock to your dad. You know, it's funny because it's not me explaining it to my dad. It's my dad explaining to me what's wrong with it because he yeah. heard it because he he wanted to listen to our band and I've just played it like around the house sometimes well, around his house yeah. sometimes and it's the answer is always they need a singer why the fuck don't they got a singer who's going to dance to this so <laughs> so my explanation now would be dad you know that music that you can't dance to that that's what I would do so music that you can't dance to because so if you got a singer involved you think he'd be a little bit more cool with it yeah he definitely would i think he can that's like all he can latch on to yeah yeah seemingly I, which is weird because he plays guitar or played guitar. So I thought he'd be more interested in this kind of thing, but he wasn't, though. So. Uh, I would probably, if I was going to explain it to my dad, I would just go, eh, you wouldn't really like it. And I'd just <laughs> that, move that's on. That's it, that's it. Because it's a way easier conversation well, no, to have. Wait, hold on. What, what would you, if, if you had to, like if there was a gun to your head, but it was like invisible, so your dad wasn't stressed about you having a gun to your head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the gun is invisible. Yeah. He just thinks that your friend is like rubbing the back of your head or something. Yeah, like I'm, how, su- I'm sweating. Yeah, my dad's like, "Why are you so sweaty?" Yeah, I thought the AC was on, but I mean, we can we can knock it down a few notches. Um, what, what do you do? You know what you would say? Uh, I would probably just compare it to jazz, which I feel like is also a little bit disingenuous yeah. because because uh, jazz a lot of times feels more thoughtful <laughs> than this does. Okay, well, so there's kind of like there's kind of two ways you can go about being a math rock band, and one is being very meticulous, and one is not giving a shit. So, if you fall into that latter category, you're really not like jazz because you're not, there's no, like, and there's not really a big improvisational element. I was going to say, isn't, what about improv, like, isn't improv jazz like exactly that? Yeah, but improv jazz is, it's not that it's not giving a shit, it's that you have, you have all these tools and you can just use them wherever. Whereas if you're in a math rock band, it's not like you're, you're not at the level of musicianship of a really, really good improvisational jazz musician <laughs> you know what i mean they're just a different that's a different kind of person I, I will say there's probably something to be said for that but i've definitely but we we played with a band that was oh i mean i think they considered themselves more of a jazz fusion anyway i think that yeah they yeah. were they were a jazz band yeah that was embarrassing not <laughs> yeah it was to, to follow them up yeah that was super embarrassing so, um but i don't know how to explain it to my dad i mean i would probably just say um yeah it's like rock music but it's just Oh God! Is that a? Are we in a fire? Is no. A fire? Hey, everybody! My dryer load has finished. 
<laughs> Sweet. Or, sorry, my washer load. Whatever. One of them. You got to move those over. You don't want to get mildew. Well, the other one's still going. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I got to wait. You're in a weird sort of limbo right now. What am I going to do? I don't know. Um, I don't know what you can possibly do. Do you have more of those? Or if you want to hit you with the That's it. I, only, I just picked, uh, I picked those two good ones. Yeah. That, I How think would that... you explain Math Rock to your dad? Um, one, I wouldn't. Two, uh, I guess you would just play it for him. I, I did, but I wasn't even trying to explain it. I just wanted to listen to it. Well, what if you had to explain it? I mean, I it would be music you can't dance to based on our experiences, but if it was someone else's dad, I would I would use, like, um, I would say, hey, do you like Pink Floyd? You know the parts where it's really spacey and weird and, like, you can't really tell what's going on? It's like that. Or yes. Yeah, I'd probably just say yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe Genesis, like a little bit of that kind of thing. Yeah, that's where I, that that'd be my jumping off point, I guess. Yeah, like hey, that, but without all the fun parts that everybody likes. <laughs> well, I mean, there there are still some good parts of math rock. At, like we do a whole no, thing. No, yeah, about... no, there's good parts. <laughs> okay, so moving on from that, or moving backwards, whatever. Inbox zero, baby. <laughs> well, it was. Oh right. Oh yeah. no, was it cracked? I can't remember what we landed on. There's so many, so many things. So we're back in box zero. And if I said to you, punchline hunting season, is your first thought sleepless in Shakudu? Which I can't pronounce. Well, mm. <laughs> if it was, and you were from Antwerp, Belgium, then boy, have I got a four piece or a four track EP album for you. Because punchline hunting. Hey, the other one's done. We're just going to wait for that to finish. (laughs) Punchline Hunting Season has released this pretty sweet EP. Uh, It's heavy for those among us looking for something with a little more distortion and screaming and kind of yelling vocals. This is it. But this album wasn't mixed in one of those like vocal forward kind of ways. It does that thing that I'm a huge fan of, where vocals are mixed kind of as loud as any other instrument. So it's actually part of the mix and not the only fucking thing you hear. Uh, So... I don't want this to kind of launch into this whole thing and we talk about this because I love the trend and I have so many things to say about it. But it is present on this album and we should talk about that at some other point. Yeah. Uh, this album was recorded and tracked live, which is pretty badass. Um, I'm going to cut out this burp that I just did. Nice. I would say that the bass stood out to me as being kind of a heavy, distorted centerpiece. That it reminded me of a band like Coyote or Tape Eater. And hey, get this. It's free. Or, hey. or sort of. It's a name your price. And I think the official stance of the show is support the artist, which means if you can, maybe throw them some money. But if you can't, just support them and spread the word of all the music you love. True. 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 And now we come to the end of the show. We recommend some non-math albums for your listening pleasure. So I've got one this month, and it's kind of going along with my whole theme of sitting down the lazy river. Yeah, just kicking it. Just kicking it in the water in a big old inflated inner tube and just laying in the sun, maybe getting some low-grade skin cancer outside because you forgot to... You forgot to lube up as well as you should have with that SPF 50, and it is Caravella Forever by Caravella. And uh, if you're familiar with Moving Mountains, 
uh, from a while ago, which I think a lot of people who listen to math-related, tangentially-related stuff might be into. They might have heard them a while ago. Yeah. They were kind of on, I think they were on Triple Crown before, but they were in that whole sort of uh, uh, purview. But this is one of their members left, and he just started this thing with his brother, and he's like, hey, we're just going to like make some music for us. And it's just really, uh, uh, it's kind of like, the best way to describe it is it's yacht rock, but good. <laughs> so everything's sort of got this this summery vibe to it, and none of it's really complex or anything, but it's just a lot of good, uh, a lot of good melodies, good sing-along parts. I think you should give it a try if you want some more uh, some more stuff for your for your grilling and chilling activities. Hey, yeah. So let's say that you're in the southern hemisphere right now. You're in one of the five countries that we didn't list off earlier. Um, the album that I would pitch to you is an album called "Ain't That the Good News" by Sam Cooke, released in 1964. It is an amazing soul album. Uh, it's got that classic kind of American soul sound. Uh, so it's like the sound of a man who wrote one of the most important songs in American history that I can think of called A Change Is Gonna Come. This is that album, and I listened to it a lot over the past, I mean, especially the past, like, two weeks, but a lot over the last month and the rest of my life. For anyone who doesn't know, um, this dude, Sam Cooke, he he was killed the same year that this album was released. Uh, he was shot to death by a hotel manager. Whoa. Yeah, and it's really fucked up. Which is I the mean, album Haunted? It is haunting. I would say that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. To give it like a real, the real thing. If you don't know that song, change is gonna come. I'd imagine a lot of people, especially if you're American, would be very familiar with it. But it's a hugely impactful song in regards to what it stands for. So check that shit out. It's also he's a fantastic fucking singer. Not just like to the point of like what he was saying, but he's really good. So check that out if you're into that classic soul vibe. That's a little throwback. We found some more soul music. Well, so. to be fair, this was uh, definitely the last thing I recommended was new. This was something that definitely would have inspired that. Take a trip back in time. Yeah. To the 60s. Let's jump back in our cool, cool time machine that time only machine goes to That goes to 1964, actually. 1964. That's close. Yeah, you were two years off, though. It's 20% off. All right, so... <laughs> Here's here's kind of uh, that new segment that I pitched where we ask listeners for things. I was actually kind of started last episode as a joke, I thought. And then uh, we got a letter sent to us. Yeah, uh, so I was very surprised to see this letter uh, come in. So I think I'm, I'm going to read it because it's really good. Uh, um, it ties into stuff we were talking about. It's also got a lot of, uh, a lot of really nice personal anecdotes. Um, <laughs> did you have a third washing machine? <laughs> No, I think it's it's going through different cycles. It announces. It announces. Mine, uh, mine does little. It has like little chimes and chirps. Oh. It's like. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just have this horrible yeah. noise. Do you do you remember what the to remind anyone or to introduce someone to what what we were talking about last episode? Do you remember what it was? Yeah, we said uh, send us send us in a letter with what you were listening to when you were fifteen. Right. This is, I think, it was spinning off. Um, that whole idea that your musical tastes are cemented at a certain point in your life. Um, so this, this letter comes in from Brandon. Sorry, fuck that up uh, right away. First try. <laughs> okay, Braden. <laughs> in the Puget Sound area of Washington, and Braden writes. When I, I was fifteen, 
I loved Alice in Chains' Dirt. Ten years later, I didn't think much about it. But ten years after that, three years ago now, I loved it again and have for many years. At first, I brushed against the claims of the study you guys were citing because I feel that people's lack of musical expansion in adulthood has more to do with stubbornness and laziness, or perhaps fatigue from life, kids, etc., than it does from some cognitive development. It's not the music that they like isn't being made anymore, it's that they stop looking, which I kind of agree with in a certain way. I can see um, that. Yeah, people kind of get like set in their ways. Um, but Braden continues. Um, but the more you talked, the the more sadly, uh, the more I sadly felt like I lined up pretty strongly with what was being said. My quote unquote musical identity started taking shape at age fourteen for me, which was nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety five, and Alice in Chains quickly became my favorite band. By the time I was sixteen, I had found a scene that I identified with, uh, punk ska, and I abandoned my all my grunge nineties alternative fandom. That continued to evolve and form until I was 24. Indie rock like Sufjan Stevens and emo up to but not including... Oh, yeah, emo up to but not including Jimmy Eats World Bleed American. Uh, Jimmy Eat World's Bleed American. Classic album. They're from Tempe, Arizona, everybody. Is that a classic album? Uh, yeah. I never got into Jimmy Eat World. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you got I, you and Braden clearly don't like it, but I'll support that. From, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll back that album. Up. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just it never it never. It just uh, takes some time. Oh, and I do know that song. I don't like it very much. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but then I hit a slump at about age 25 that lasted until I was 32, where I mostly stuck with stuff I already knew or rediscovered stuff I had already knew, like Alice in Chains. The only new-to-me music I really learned to appreciate in that era was classic rock, so early 70s Chicago. Uh, <laughs> he says, early 70s Chicago all day long, son. <laughs> oh, and Moving Mountains. That was it, though. So there hey, you go. Hey, Moving Mountains. Hey. Likes Moving Mountains. Um, but then I discovered math rock and post-rock via Spotify, appropriately enough, and it's been life-changing. Genres with histories that are still being written, new bands forming, long-standing bands continuing to push boundaries and innovate. It's awesome. But had I bucked the trend, Braden asks, had I defied the stats and found that someone in adulthood can still develop an appreciation for new music? After your podcast, I'm not entirely sure anymore. My favorite Alice in Chains songs were and are the stranger ones, usually penned by the twisted mind of Lane Staley. Sick man, angry chair. I don't know those songs. I don't, I don't really listen to Alice in Chains. I know that one song by Alice in Chains. Spoon Man? Uh, no. Yeah, I was about to oh, agree with not, you. No shit. No, that's, that's Audio Slave. Uh, that's Fuck. Soundgarden. Ah. You were closer with Audio Slave. Sorry. Um, Sorry, everybody. Man, Braden's going to be so mad at us I, for I, not knowing any honestly, Alice in Chains songs. I, I get it. But I was I was also 12 years his younger. So. Yeah, that's true. Braden's yeah. a little bit older than we are. Yeah. Uh, he says, my favorite emo songs were the grand sweeping cinematic ones, uh, like nearly the entirety of Jimmy Eat World's Clarity and the driving ones. Uh, like a lot of moaning stuff. Uh, for example, Closing My Eyes Won't Help Me Leave. So he does like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. He just doesn't like that one album. I, Bleed American. I, I can see that. Uh, he, he says Moving Mountains fits both of those criteria, don't they? I would say they do. I think that my love for math rock and post rock in this current era could just be that they're natural progressions of the core styles and concepts that I developed an appreciation for uh, over that decade of my life. Heck, even my favorite Chicago song is A Hit by Varies. Uh, which you need to listen to now if you've never heard it before. Which I've never heard it before. I'm not... Chicago, I like a couple songs, but, like, my mom really likes Chicago. I was talking about them earlier today. Yeah? Waiting for the break of day. Great song. Uh, so maybe the authors of that study are onto something, uh, and even though I don't like it, 
I'm at least glad there's a living scene right now comprised of music that I love. In my late 20s and early 30s, I was dreading my musical death. Oh my you god. Have, how many washing I... machines do you own? <laughs> we live in a laundromat, Chris. <laughs> and you know this. You, never, walk, you walked into the laundromat. You should never have moved into this laundromat. Uh, uh, in, in my late 20s and early 30s, I was dreading my musical death. That seemed imminent, but alas, it was not to be. Not yet. Uh, thanks for your podcast. Monthly is just frequent enough, and it helps keep me abreast of new things going on in the scene. Since these days uh, of full-time white-collar work and husbanding and dadding don't, hey. don't allow me much time to make it to shows. Congratulations, Braden, on your wonderful family and career. Uh, I had to miss both light and giraffe drafts in my area recently, and I try not to let it get to me. Well, uh, I think they're actually coming back to you pretty soon. Uh, light or giraffes? Giraffe drafts. Um if, ooh, they might be there right now. You might have missed them again if you oh. didn't go, friend. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we got to get um, this edited fast just so he can know. Oh, just so he can know. Anyway, because uh, there's no way for him to find it otherwise no, unless we No, it's impossible. So that letter was from Braden uh, in the Puget Sound area, Washington. Thank you so much, Braden. Sorry for mispronouncing your name the first time. I read it really fast. Uh, but that was, a, that was a beautiful letter. No, it was. And uh, he did ask a, a question in there, uh, which was, did he buck the trend? And I realized... You and I, like you and I, just aren't old enough to even be outside of the, um, mm. like what what that study was saying. We're still in the bell curve. Yeah, we're still in there. So like we actually can't speak to it. So honestly, as of now, him and how old is Nick Hunter now? <sighs> I might be insulting him. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's. I'm gonna say he's outside the bell 31. curve. Thirty-one. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you guys. You guys should. Well, Braden already did tell us, but they're the only people that I know with the experience of that. That said, um, I think him just listing off his responsibilities tells you why people probably have to fall off of their music tastes. Yeah, totally. Just becoming a dad, having a job. Yeah, a that would that would just that sucks yeah. so much out. Like even just us making this podcast, it's like I was gone for weeks. Like if I was gone for another two weeks, we probably wouldn't have been able to release one this month. It's true. Which would have sucked ass and almost happened, by the way. Yeah. 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 You have to like put effort into finding new music. Yeah. Like if I didn't, uh, if I didn't go out looking for stuff all the time, like if I didn't get bored of stuff really fast, then I I could totally just fall back into listening to the same 10 or 20 bands, whatever, you know? Yeah. So I can, I can totally see where that would happen. Yeah. And I think that that does happen whenever I get bored of the music I'm listening to now, I immediately have some things that I'll just fall. Like I'll be like. I'm going to go back and listen to Danny Clay or I'm going to go back and like whatever it is. Hmm. And I I could see that happening to me 20 years from now still. So. Yeah, totally. Well, again, uh, thank you so much, Braden. And uh, if anybody else wants to send us any more nice letters about whatever you want, I don't care. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about it. You know, Braden, I'm going to take this again because that sounded way more condescending than I wanted it to. Hey, Braden. Nope. You know what the internet is? <laughs> hey, hey, you motherfucker. What are you, uh, uh, you, you, uh, you a mole person? You live under rocks? Uh, I didn't mean it condescendingly. And in <laughs> case I forget to edit this part out, because who the hell knows what will happen between now and then. Hey, man, um, I'm assuming that you also visit our website. But in case you only listen to the podcast. That'd be wild if he didn't. It would be insane to me. <laughs> but in, ju- just in case, only because you mentioned the podcast. Um the website also has a bunch of awesome new stuff that I hope that you're I hope you're getting good recommendations there too. I mean me and Chris we honestly take a lot of the recommendations that the website makes and we try to distill them down to two a month. Yeah. Like he'll every, do one yeah. and I'll do one. We let we let other people do the work for us. Yeah. It's true. And then we do this work. And then we do this work. It's fine. Yeah. We don't have to justify ourselves to these people, especially not Brayden, <laughs> who doesn't even know what the internet is. 
He, he wrote us one of the better letters that we've gotten. That's true. Yeah, it was better than... I'm, I'm not going to bring it up. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? It's been a great show. Um, you guys might have noticed that we didn't have a story for this one, or do we have a story for this episode? Uh, well, the time has already passed. Well, these people know. Yeah. No, no, we are... Uh, uh, so you may have noticed that there's there's two things that came up in your feed. Yeah. Um, we're kind of we're gonna break out our feature stories into their own episodes so they're easier to find. Um, so if you just want to hear that content, the really like produced stuff that we do, that'll be separate. And then if you just want to hear us talk, which God, I can't imagine why you'd want to do either of those things, but uh, that'll be their own separate episodes now too. So you won't have to like skip forward like past the intro to get to this. And, yeah. You know. Uh, it'll make the shows a little bit shorter, too, so maybe you can pop one on on the drive home and one on on the drive to work, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Also, it the feature stories won't necessarily be monthly. It could be more than one in a month, or there could be multiple months between, because it really, we want good stories, and we yeah. want them to sound... And they want that we want them to be researched and good. Yeah. Um, we'll still do smaller things like if if Nick has his math rock archives or if other anything like that happens. Yeah, that would still be in out. this episode. But uh, assuming you already saw Chris's story, this I, like, I won't talk about it on this episode. But mm. Mm. assuming it gets released at the same time, that's the reason that we don't want it in the episode because yeah. it's better yeah. on its if own. If you're if you're listening to this and you haven't heard that yet, it's about arc tangent, which is very timely. Because Arctangent, by the time you're listening to this, is either it's probably happening right now or it just happened. Um, and I think it came out really, really good. I talked to Jocko Callahan, who mm-hmm. is uh, one of the three co-creators of the festival. Um, and she was just an awesome person to talk to. Super nice, uh, forthcoming with all of her answers, put up with me being a bad interviewer. It's great. <laughs> Awesome. Really, it was really good. Did she tell you that to your face? No, no. She was very kind and didn't didn't even comment at all on my interviewing skills. She didn't say they were good or bad, which is exactly where I want it. We're going to use the money that we make from the podcast to have you take a class on interviewing. You think they have? Yeah, they have those. They, they definitely have those. Oh, they do. All right, let's wrap it up. Room Temperature Suite is produced and hosted by Santino Tartaglia and me, Chris Walker. Nick Hunter is our managing producer. Our theme this month is the 7-inch version of Floorboards by Roz and the Rice Cakes. Exit theme is Olympic Park by Couch Tigers. Bump music this month provided by Macaulay Vulcan, Young Animals, Tone Team, Sketch Show, and Abelia. You can find links to all those songs and everything else we mentioned on this show's landing page at feckingbahamas.com. That's the spot for our full catalog of articles, interviews, videos, and tons of other good, good content. Hit us up with your ideas for the show, or if you'd like to hear your music featured, at roomtemppodcast at gmail.com. This episode was recorded in Santino's basement along the 41st parallel. Did you look that up? Yeah, I did a lot of research. Oh, nice.